0: Welcome
1: everybody to Beauty IQ the podcast. I'm your host Joanna Fleming and I am your co-host Hannah First. So, Joe, hi. I have a question for a dermal therapist and I heard you you are a dermal therapist. Yeah. <laughs> I am. So I've got a little dilemma. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have started exercising um, again.
2: I've been seeing your Instagram stories. I really
1: slack. I'd slacked off, but I'm actually running. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to run 10 kilometers. I got up to seventy. Wow. That quickly. I know. Yeah. I think I didn't really lose. Like I sort of dropped off Mm -hmm. and wasn't doing as much. And now I'm like back into it. The only issue is that's almost going to make me quit is um, I am breaking out in pimples everywhere. All on my, my back, oh. my arms, my neck, my chin. Oh. I think it must be I wake up, have my coffee, put my clothes on, put some sunscreen on and a hat. Yeah. Don't wash my face. Yeah, And then I head out and it's 30 degrees. And so I'll run, you know, five kilometers mm-hmm. in 30-degree heat Come home. I will have a shower straight away, but I am still finding like it's just yeah. I'm just like break. It's it's not. I wouldn't call it acne. I would call it like bumps. It's just like bumps everywhere. So I wanted to, and I don't have any body products for acne here. Mm-hmm. So I I might have to run out to. They have an Innisfree near where I am. So okay. I thought maybe
2: I don't know if a, Innisfree have oh. any salicylic acid products i know they, i got, think they do they've got some like blackhead products that you probably could use but normally i would say like my first thing would be like yep. shower straight away obviously you can't yep. remove like the factors that are probably causing the breakouts which is the heat and humidity and sweat like you're still yep. doing that so like maybe just moving towards a like shower immediately with a salicylic acid or aha wash yep in the yep. shower so like you're actually your body wash contains those ingredients let it sit on your skin for a couple of minutes while you wash your face yeah then hop out of the shower the difficult thing because you're in a hot climate and you're probably in the sun during the day I'm apprehensive to tell you to put like an AHA body moisturizer on mm-hmm. um I haven't really been in the sun to be honest yeah it's been 36 degrees so
1: during the day like we s- I sort of stay out of the sun. Yeah. But do you think I need to, when I
2: wake up in the morning, do you think I need to wash my face straight away? You might need to. You might need to cleanse sunscreen and then do mm-hmm. your run, come back, cleanse again, do your skincare yep. routine properly and yep. use your regular sunscreen. But I think yep. the important thing will be leaving that BHA, AHA body okay. wash on. Um, there's yeah. quite a few, like Murad have one, ASAP have one, Alpha H have one, obviously you're probably not going to get them over there, but La Roche-Posay, cause I think there's La Roche-Posay um, at the Boots potentially. They have an Effaclar cleanser, I think. That okay. could oh, work. Oh, they do. Yeah, that I'm pretty sure they do. That the salicylic acid one. I'm pretty sure they do. Yes, yeah. Yes.
1: Let me have a look at that. So you could
2: try that one. And then there are a lot of body moisturizers that do have AHAs and BHAs in them. Um, So Mm -hmm. that will also help too. What body moisturizer are you using over there? I'm using the CeraVe moisturizing body, the moisturizing lotion. Okay. Well, that should be light enough. Like it's pretty. It is light. Yeah. It's like a gel texture. So that should be fine.
1: Part of me thinks maybe, am I just my skin? I'm just, yeah. It's like, there's not really much.
2: Mm, I mean, it's definitely the heat, humidity, sweat. Sweat. It's not. Blocking the pores. Yep. And also, you've come from a cold climate as well, so it's quite a shock to the system yep. too. So, we wouldn't be surprised mm. if that's contributing as well. It's but really hard staying, keeping this, your skin hydrated if you're going to be using those AHAs and BHAs so regularly because yep. you don't want to dry yep. yourself out completely. But hopefully, the humidity will make sure that doesn't happen anyway. But yeah, we could, we should try and find you some products in your local area. Oh, do you know what?
1: I'll go up to Boots and I'll, yes. um, and oh, I'll, see, have, I'll see what they've there got. There are
2: heaps of stuff in Boots.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go, they go up They might even have like
2: Alpha H in there. No. Okay. Doubt. <laughs>
1: they've got more ph- pharmacy. pharmacy. Okay. French pharmacy, Bioderma.
2: All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, you might be able to find I'll that Epicala one. But see, how you go. Okay. Well, thanks for all your tips. I've just started doing – Um, I – started doing some online consults for people, which How I just, they going? it was more to just like refresh me a little bit. I felt like I yep. was not doing as many recommendations to people. And I've been a bit lazy with posting stuff on my stories. And I just thought, oh, I want to get back to like telling people what they should be using. And it's actually yep. been so much yep. fun, like looking oh. at people's routines and then going like, oh, this is missing or that's missing. or Oh my God, this is going to be so good for them. And they just don't even know it yet. So it's been good. I like recommending stuff, but I've got to limit that. <laughs> is that in your link in bio? Um, it is in my link in bio, but I only good. make a few available at a time because I just cannot okay. take on more than a few at a Too time. Much. So when I do yep. release them, you'll see it on my Instagram story, but um, I'm trying only to do like five at a time every month or so because it does take me nice. a while. But, yeah, it's fun. It anyway. Is. Look at you, little dermal therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me go. <laughs> um what's on today's episode joe so for some reason you wanted to talk about um pools being full of pee i don't i didn't want <laughs> to talk about it i was told i needed to brainstorm and i brainstormed <laughs> well she's got quite uh, a few notes here so i look forward yeah, to hearing yeah, what yeah. she has because i haven't read through them like so a, i've got a full page of notes yeah i'm loving that <laughs> and then we're talking to brooke weiss about heat protection for our hair and of course our products we didn't know we needed So Hannah, are pools full of pee?
1: Tell me. <laughs> but I just wanna I just wanna say that I was asked to brainstorm some cringy combos <laughs> that we could do solo. And I came up with a whole list and this was chosen by yeah. Joe. Basically, there's a couple of things we're gonna touch on today. We're basically talking about pee peeing in pools. So some people might know there's a scene in the movie Grown Ups. Have Mm. you seen it, Joe? I think I have. Kevin James pees in the pool and I swear to God it looks like he's been bitten by a shark. Like there's so (laughs) much blue dye in the pool. But then I was looking on YouTube and I found another video. Can you just go and watch this? I want to get your reaction to this. Yeah,
2: okay. Hang on. Opening now. (laughs)
1: Surely that's not real. Okay. So I watched that and I was like, oh no, how am I going to, I said that, that looks really legit. It's this woman in a pool and it all goes blue and yeah. her husband's like tricked her because he thinks she's been peeing in the pool. Yeah, um, And it looks really legit, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it does. And I remember as a kid, like when you'd go to someone's yeah, house yeah. and swim in their pool, yeah. they'd be like, I've got that thing in my pool that like, you well, know, you can tell if you've peed.
1: That's where the myth comes from. Mm-hmm. So, um, the rumours of this urine indicator dye go as far back as 1958. Um, it was basically a story told by parents to children to stop them from urinating. That is pool. so smart.
2: So yeah, smart.
1: really smart. <laughs> um, until they figure so, out that it's not real. Well, I th- I thought it was real until today. Yeah, so same. I, I, I actually believed it so um and it stopped me from peeing in the pool for the last (laughs) 33 years so it's obviously it obviously works so according to wikipedia it's called the urine indicator dye it's which is basically a mythical substance Um, And that is supposed to react with urine to form this coloured blue cloud in a swimming pool or hot tub. And that would indicate that you've actually peed in the pool. Um, In a 2015 report from the National Swimming Pool Foundation, (laughs) I've discovered so many foundations. What do they do with the the National Swimming (laughs) Pool Foundation apart from this? (laughs) There's there's so many others. Like there's so many pool like fact websites. Um, They basically called this the most common pool myth of all time. Mm half
2: of Americans surveyed believed that this dye really exists. It would be able to be created though, wouldn't it? Because the pH of your wee, if you put some kind of chemical in the water, the pH of your wee would show up. I, okay, so basically from my
1: understanding it is, they can't because your urine is made of so many different compounds and uh, chemicals and when it, like okay. I don't think that they can specifically. So right. basically... A, Vulture emailed a person called the Pool Man. Mm. Um, he has a website called Pool Info, <laughs> the most useful source of swimming pool information oh online. <laughs> it was so. Basically, he said. You are speaking of a product that is an urban legend. There is no such product available.
2: Well, if the pool man says it, it must be gospel. <laughs> so, can you believe that there's a
1: website, the most useful source of swimming pool information? <laughs> oh, God. There's more. There's more surveys and crazy shit that's going to go on in this cringy. Column. Yeah. Okay. So, basically, that's a no. You can pee in the pool. It will not turn blue. Okay. Um. However the next question would be, well, is it bad to pee in the pool? Um, And according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC um, in America, they actually felt compelled to tweet the following plea about pee. This is the tweet. Pee in the toilet, not in the pool. When people pee in the pool, it leaves less chlorine, chlorine available to kill germs. So it is bad to pee in a pool. Uh, well, yes, because obviously. It, the, <laughs> is pool, it's in polite, the, for starters. Well, it's actually like it makes the chlorine less effective yeah. in the pool. Yeah. So basically, no, you shouldn't pee in the pool. But I wanted to go a, a step further and and find out how much pee there actually is in the average pool.
2: I'm never going in a pool after this. <laughs> I can
0: tell you now. <laughs>
1: This is in a Forbes article. There was a 2019 healthy pool survey. Uh, (laughs) Was this a low point for you in your career that you were researching (laughs)
2: this?
1: (laughs) I was like, how many surveys have there been about pools? Uh, All right. So the survey was conducted online um, and they asked 3,100 American adults questions about their swimming pool mm behaviours. The survey results showed that – Forty percent of adults surveyed admitted to peeing in swimming pools, not as infants, not as children, but as full-grown adults. Forty, and they forty-one percent, but forty percent, and they actually said that usually people don't always admit on surveys. So potentially, so it's the number probably is probably like eighty percent.
2: I have not more. peed in a pool as an adult.
1: No, neither have I. I've I don't probably done no. it as a child,
2: I don't recall a specific time. I where definitely I did it would have
1: done it as a child, but no, I, I, to be honest, I don't really swim in pools, so it's not really a problem for oh, me. That's
2: disgusting.
1: <laughs> um so there's another problem mm. with pools. Neal, this is this was probably the worst thing that I discovered in my research. Nearly a quarter, 24% of respondents said they would enter a swimming pool <laughs> within 1 hour of having diarrhea. <laughs> Why was that on the on the survey? Is it just for germs? It's, like Well, I think that that's like diet like the bacteria yes, in I your diarrhea. Yeah, okay. Diarrhea. Oh, wow. Um,
2: what so... an extensive survey!
1: <laughs> All right, so we've got. I've got some more. I've got some more. We've got another society, the American Chemical Society. They estimate that there is somewhere between. 30 to 80 mils of pee per person in a pool. So imagine Fitzroy or Paran pool over summer. Do you
2: know how many people are in those uh, pools? I've not been to a public pool in a really long time and this has just put me off even more. Okay, I feel sorry for the people who have just gotten like a leisure centre membership (laughs) right now and they were planning on swimming throughout winter.
1: So there was actually a Canadian study where Mm -hmm. scientists studied how much pee is in a pool. I'm not... Look, this is in gallons, but they estimated a 220,000 gallon pool. I think that's like half maybe of the size of like an Olympic pool or something. Mm. Um had 20 gallons of pee, and I think a gallon is like a gallon of milk. So just imagine okay. 20 gallons of milk. Yeah. In a it, that's how much pee was in the pool. Okay. So basically, but when you think about it, that's only 0.01% of the total liquid in the pool. So it's like it's a, you know, still like a, it's not a lot much. more than I would like to be in there. It's it. not much, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the way they described it in the article, I was like, imagine like, oh, like 20 gallons of milk like on the side of a pool. Yeah. That's how much pee is in that pool. That No. Yeah, okay. No. <laughs> so uh, one other question that I had was about the ocean because mm. two-thirds of people surveyed by Procter & Gamble said that I don't know why Procter & Gamble are surveying people about Mm. peeing in the ocean. But anyway, they said that – so two-thirds of people said they've peed in the ocean and almost half said they had done it more than once. So two thirds. I don't even go in the up. ocean,
2: so I can't really answer okay. that one accurately. I'll be
1: honest. I, I've peed in the ocean. I'll, mm. I'll maybe is that well. Anyway, I'll get to I'll get to why that's fine.
2: So <laughs> according to
1: Business Insider, this it's good for the ocean apparently. Oh. so one one compound found in urine that is not found in the ocean is urea. Um, mm-hmm. the nitrogen in urea can combine with ocean water to produce ammonium, a compound, a compound that acts as food for ocean plant life. Huh. Um, this is what Business Insider said. You might I don't want to take responsibility if, if I get this <laughs> wrong. <laughs> you might even say that peeing in the ocean is actually good for the plants and animals there. I don't know about that, but the next mm. point made sense to me. So all of the animals that live in the ocean, pee in the ocean, um, including fin whales, which produce 250 gallons of pee each day,
2: that's actually very so if, true. I forgot that they were all yeah, peeing in there. Yeah,
1: yeah. So even if every human on Earth peed in the ocean at the same time, it would only create a tiny concentration of urea. So there's already animals peeing in the ocean. So so okay. basically, do- you, you don't need to stress too so much fine. about peeing in the ocean. Okay. because there's no. Cl- the problem with peeing in a pool is the
2: chlor like they've got chlorine in the pool and it affects yeah. the. Well, and also they're not emptying the pool. It's not like there's an endless amount of pool water like yeah. there is in the ocean so, and it just recycles so itself.
1: Maybe if you just if there's never any toilets, at, there's not really toilets near the ocean usually. So yeah. I guess if you swim off a little bit to be polite, yeah. I would just say don't do number
2: twos in there, just out oh, of politeness. No. Oh no, no, just but not a you number what? two.
1: Don't. There's probably poo in the ocean from all the animals. Well, of right? course
2: there is, but you don't want to be swimming at Bondi <laughs> and someone's turd floats past. Oh that! Oh <laughs> don't,
1: don't, don't. Poo in the ocean. Okay? Yeah, don't be doing <laughs> that.
2: You know, when you no, get out of the, the <laughs> pool and you go into like the, the toilets and you go to do a wee oh. and your wee feels like so much warmer than yeah, usual. Yeah, yeah. Quite I nice, did isn't it? That. Yeah, so that's, that a, is nice. that's a reason to go to the toilet at the pool, not <laughs> pee in it.
1: Uh, all right, so I hope, I know you all
2: had burning questions about being yeah. in the pool, so I really hope that answered all the yeah, questions. Yeah, and sorry to all the leisure centres who are now having mass cancellations. Um, apologies. <laughs> <laughs> so we have another repeat guest back today, probably sooner than she anticipated because we just <laughs> got so obsessed with her hair. Um, that we needed to bring her back. Brooke Weiss joins us again. Welcome back. Hello. Thanks for having me. Um, I feel like your selfie that we posted went off. Like you joined the call today and we were just like, oh my God, the hair. It's just, (laughs) guys, it's perfection. I wish you could see it. We're going to have to post another selfie of you, I think, so that people can appreciate the hair again. Um, Thank you. But today we're talking about heat protection for hair. And I don't know if we've, we might've covered this in the podcast kind of in passing when talking about other hair concerns. But today we're just going to focus on this. So let's start with heat. And why is it so bad for our hair? Like what's going on structurally when we put heat on our hair?
0: So I think heat gets a really bad rap and it's not heat that is actually the enemy. It is overheating and over styling that can cause the damage. So when we overexpose our hair to heat, we change the the um, shape of our hair's keratin strands. So when we do this, we can open our hair up to being drier, cause breakage, split ends, um, and we're also losing our hair's elasticity. So when our hair's full of elasticity, it's you know it's bouncy, it's youthful. So when we lose our elasticity, when we curl our hair, it drops, it doesn't hold. So that is why heat can be so damaging.
1: Mm, Is that why, is that also why people like I have with curly hair, if I over use too many heat tools throughout like the week, the curl gets really damaged?
0: Yeah. And I think it is also, your hair just gets a little bit confused and it's sort of Mm. like, you know, I meant to be curly, but I'm straight and now I'm curly again and then I'm hot and I'm cold and it's a bit frazzled. Mm.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So onto heat protectants, what are they and how do they work?
0: so heat protectants act as a protective barrier between your hair and a hot tool so it's essentially like a sunscreen for your hair so um, they protect your hair from burning dryness and and causing further breakage so um, they can come in a range of different sort of shapes and form it can be more of like a foam or a spray or a cream and so heat protectants will also you know the main goal is protecting heat but they'll also have another goal maybe so it might be reducing drying time or anti anti-gravity, that type of thing. So it's a little bit of uh, trial and error. Not everything will suit you. What suits me might not suit you, which is a bit of a, which is just kind of beauty in general. It's not a one size fits all. Mm.
1: Have you guys seen those videos where the, they put it on toast?
0: Yes. Which no. is pretty amazing,
1: isn't oh my it? God. I've but not they, seen that. They, they do like a heat protectant on like a piece of toast and then like it doesn't burn apparently. I've not seen one but I've been told about it. Have you seen one of those Brooke?
0: Yeah so they've got like a a piece of toast with no heat protectant and a piece of toast with heat protectant and they obviously go in the toaster yeah. and when they when they come up the heat protectant one is like quite pale and the other one is really tanned <laughs> how is that how is that in any way close to being hair I know I guess it's, <laughs> it's just to trying to make it visual
2: <laughs> I also feel it <laughs> yeah. must
1: be dangerous to put your heat protectant into yeah a, into a toaster <laughs>
2: You that's think, asking for <laughs> um well i only apply my heat protectant so i use um purology color fanatic or i use um the 11 miracle treatment whatever it's called but i only use that when i'm drying my hair so when my hair's damp i spray that in i dry my hair off with my dyson and then i'll style it but if i go to style it again when my hair is already dry i
0: don't reapply a heat protectant should i be doing that it's sort of personal preference like Truly for you, because you are using quality products at home, I don't think it's the biggest deal. Mm-hmm. And because you you know, you know, do have beauty knowledge and you probably understand a bit better than the average Joe how your products work, you can get away without using a second heat protectant. But if you know that you're not using quality shampoo and conditioner or you're not doing your Olaplexes, then a heat protectant is sort of a simple, quick way of safeguarding yourself from damage. Mm, okay, yeah. Because yeah. I don't think... Like,
2: I just don't think I could be bothered doing a second <laughs> application and then like I I drying the it in.
1: Yeah. I, I think I do the same, as you said. I use like, um, I think Olaplex number nine has heat. Well, I did a master class with Olaplex and they said that yes. the number <laughs> nine has heat protectant in it. So I, I use the number nine yeah. as well. Oh. oh, that's good.
2: So I'm using th- like three heat protectants at one Par- time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. So I just use. I've just been using that and I'm the same Joe. I don't put mm. them put, but I think that if I was like, cause my hair's curly when it was long, I would probably, cause I'd have to straighten it and then add a curl. Mm. I would use like a second heat protection. Cause I was going a bit nuts on the amount of yeah. heat that I was using.
2: Yeah. If you were using like a, a, straightener on 210 every day oh that would probably Mm, be a a time where you would apply it every time yeah 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 (laughs)
1: um, (laughs) oh yeah
2: (laughs) um on the on the subject of heat
1: what sort of the maximum heat setting you would recommend does it vary between different hair types just as an
2: fyi hannah and i are both on 210 we're 210 (gasps) girls
1: i'm using i'm using a ghd now
0: and i think they only go up to 180 oh that's to 185 yeah yeah, 185. Yeah, so optimal heat setting is 185. So anything above that isn't going to create a better result. It's just going to potentially damage more hair. Mm-hmm. So, awesome. So speaking of the <laughs> – yeah. So um, speaking of GHDs, they do have a new technology which is called – called UltraZone. So um, this technology personalizes the power for your type of hair. So it recognizes if you've got thicker hair or if you've got finer hair. Mm-hmm. So the level of heat actually never changes. It's just the power that changes, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I think a game changer for me was the GHD Max because I've been using like, because I've got um, I had like such thick, long hair, I was using like a thin straightener and I had to do like 10 passes just to get it straight. Mm. And once I got the yeah. max, which is like a thicker straightener, I'd only have to do like mm. one or two.
0: Yeah, the, definitely passes. I think slow and steady wins the race with mm. passing. Well, that's what I, I was going to um, ask. I wanted to see, like, is
2: it is it worse if you do more passes? Like what? how long should you be doing that
0: for? <laughs> well, I always tell my clients like you should never hear that slappy noise when the... When the like iron's shut, you know that? Oh, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. That, like, you know that oh, noise? Yeah. I know that <laughs> noise. My mind went <laughs> elsewhere there. <laughs> Go on. Oh, um, yes, yeah, so um, slow and steady. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I sort of recommend between that two and maybe four passes slowly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little bit more of a considered movement rather than hard and fast. And if you're curling it, how long should you leave?
2: Because I was teaching my man friend the other day to curl my hair and he was like, he he put it around the wand and then let yeah. it go immediately. And I was like, no, 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 you're going to hold it <laughs> hold there for there. a few seconds. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, like 30 seconds. I'm like, mm, I just feel like I know a vibe in my soul when it's time to let it go. There's no specific time I hold it
0: for, but should there be? Do you know what? That's actually what I say to my clients as well, because you can sort of feel it on your fingers when your fingers are sort of giving up, your hair's giving up a little bit. But um, a little bit more simply, I would say around sort of that eight to 10 second mark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it does sort of vary. Like if you want a softer result, I just kind of hold it there really briefly and then let it drop. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And let's talk about heat tools. So, I guess um, the one that we all know for sort of reducing heat damage is Dyson. Do you have any recommendations from Dyson, and like um, how they compare to other tools?
0: Yeah. So, I really, really love my Dyson Airwrap. I think it is such a we can superior. Tell. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just such a superior tool. It's amazing, and I. I do think it is worth the investment and I know it is a major investment, but you do get so many different tools in one with the Dyson. On the flip side of Dyson, the GHG um, Rise is my probably equal favourite, I would say, Mm, because the Rise, um, it's super, super user-friendly. Like my mum has it, all my girlfriends have it, who are awful at doing their hair. Um, and so it's got these like nylon bristles, bristles. Sorry, on the curler, so it sort of grips onto the hair a little bit easier, and mm. it creates because of the bristles, it creates that low wave bouncy look rather than a traditional curl. I struggled to get the hang of that one.
1: I haven't heard of this. What's it called? GHD uh, rise.
0: The rise. yeah It's yes. like It
2: looks like they're curling wands, but then it's got little spikes on it. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, do you have any other tips around heat protection or heat styling or avoiding heat tools is there anything else that you recommend for styling your hair with like those um what are they called the heatless curlers like, oh. The, oh, like the, dress, the, dressing yeah, the dressing down things <laughs> like they're really yeah. popular at the moment like do you recommend yeah.
0: that do you know what? I um, also, I recommend just sort of sleeping in loose plaits to my clients, yeah. So, but not actually tying the plaits up. So you'll uh, look like crazy going to bed, yeah. but sort of like four or five plaits throughout the head. And so you'll just wake up with this gorgeous tussle, mm. Okay. but you haven't put any dents in there with the mm. elastics, which is important because sleeping with your hair tied up is bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, And then also sort of scrunching your hair. So sort of this is easier if you've got curlier hair, but even if you've just got the slightest bit of texture to your hair, the more you do it, the more you'll encourage it and your Mm -hmm. hair will respond to it. So getting out of the shower and scrunching your products in rather than smoothing them through Mm -hmm. can also give you a bit of texture without without heat styling.
2: And if you've styled your hair but you're wanting to keep the hold, any Mm -hmm. products you recommend for keeping the style in place?
0: Yes, there. so I always add um, dry shampoo to my um, blow waves. Always, no matter how clean or dirty my hair mm. is, I'll always do dry shampoo. And I also always put my products in—sorry, spray products in upside down to sort of promote as much volume as possible. So dry shampoo mm-hmm. upside down, hairspray upside down, and you'll come up and you'll look like a like a pageant queen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. I don't mind.
1: <laughs> I was going to ask in terms of people that have um, curly hair, do you think it's – if they want to keep their curl, is it better for them not to use um, heat tools? Is there any products they can use to try to like reverse some of that damage?
0: So, um, K18 is amazing for reversing damage. It Mm. is not a heat protectant, so you can't use it like a heat protectant, but it does aid in reversing the damage that heat has caused. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do think for curly girls, the healthier your hair is, the better your curl is and the curlier it is. Um, So I'm sure you, Hannah, would have heard of the curly girl method.
1: Well, I think the curly girl method basically is no heat tools.
0: Yes, exactly. So some of it's a bit intense and I think it's a little bit... You know, it's not super easy for us to follow every day, but staying away from heat and scrunching as much as possible mm. is gonna help your curls. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Another another tick of approval for K eighteen. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I love it.
0: Well, I truly it's good love enough it. for
2: Kim Kardashian. It's good
0: enough for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Brooke. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So, Hannah, remember how you did your product you know you needed and it was a brush set and you had this big fancy case for it and you had all these brushes and I was like, hang on a second, I didn't get that same one.
1: I remember. That's
2: because I got the lesser version. Um, I got the 11-piece ah. Spectrum Times Katie Jane Hughes brush set. But I'm still very happy with it because these brushes are really, really nice and I wanted to talk about them because I've been using them lately. They sat in a packet for ages because I just hadn't gotten around to getting them out and trying them, but I had forgotten to clean my brushes before I was going to an event. And I was like, I'm just going to open these. I probably should have washed them before I used them, but I'm just trusting the process. Mm-hmm. Very, very impressed with the quality. Extremely soft. Also, just nice looking. Oh, the they're, they're green. Are they yeah, green? The, as the well? Yeah, the khaki with the gold. Just nice looking. Beautiful. Um, mm. The one that I have comes with like a, a rollout mat. So I used that to mm-hmm. then wash them and dry them on so they can lay mm-hmm. flat on this little microfiber towel. So in this one there's 11 brushes. I would say this is more of a like maybe complexion set slash eye set. So there's nine of the brushes I think are for eyes and brows mm-hmm. and then there's two brushes that are probably for powder products, I would say. So it's not like a complete set. You're not going to get through everything in your makeup with these brushes, but if you really want some high-quality eye brushes and powder brushes, this is probably a good option. Someone in the review said, um, I loved these so much. I've gotten the full set of Katie Jane Hughes Spectrum Brushes. Great quality with beautiful soft bristles, easy to blend out eyeshadow and to perfect your base. So happy I got them, and I absolutely agree with that person. Mm. Really, really like them. Definitely rate them. They're, they're on the more Xy side. This Set is one hundred and sixty six ninety five for eleven brushes, so it's definitely not in it's that not kind of bad. designer brand's ballpark. Yeah, um, but it, yeah, they're very high quality brushes. So they are you're probably spending that for high quality brushes from other brands anyway. Uh, But that is my product you know I needed. And they wash well too. I'll say that. Mm. Um, What's yours today, Hannah?
1: Mine I wanted, someone had asked me, um, they sent me an Insta message saying, what do you think of the new K18 shampoos? Mm -hmm. So I've actually written a BDIQ These have been going around the office, these samples. Um, I'm yet to try it. it.
2: No, haven't tried it.
1: So basically, um, for those like a little recap, K18. We've spoken about it even on today's episode. Um, it's a peptide leave-in treatment, and it is basically like repairs the hair from the inside out. Mm. Would you say? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's expensive. It's like a hundred dollars. Ninety. What is it? Ninety-four dollars fifty mm. for um, the K18. So. Basically, K18 have come out with these new shampoos. They're called Peptide Prep. They're designed to prep your hair before um, you use the peptide treatment because Mm -hmm. the way that K18 works is like it needs to be, you can't like condition your hair. Like you've got to have the hair, like the base as clean as possible so that the K18 can like penetrate Mm -hmm. the hair and, and you can kind of get like the most out of your K18 product. So that's what these shampoos are designed for. There's two. So the one that I would actually recommend is the k eighteen peptide pH maintenance shampoo. So basically that is like a daily shampoo. The other one that they've got is the detox shampoo. like from for me, it's like fifty nine dollars for a once weekly like shampoo that like clarifies the scalp. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't probably spend that much on like a second k18 Mm. shampoo but um the peptide prep ph maintenance shampoo is like for daily so basically it's got the patented k18 peptide in it um which will help to strengthen the hair Um, but it'll also like remove dirt oil and other impurities but it doesn't strip the hair's natural ph levels and it's been designed to prep the hair before using k the k18 leaving mask i really like it it's hard with peptides to like know what's mm. going on, but like I basically used it before I used K18. Yeah, I'm like my hair. Anytime I use K18, my hair just feels amazing. Yeah, it feels
2: stronger. Like it, real. I can really notice the difference. So this would be a great option for someone with super damaged hair, or like if you've got suddenly got heaps of breakage, like and you're in yep. panic stations, probably a good yep. option.
1: And I think if you want to like, if you want to know that you're not using like a shampoo that's like. Adding anything onto the hair that's going to mm. mean that the k is less effective. Yeah. Like, you know, that this shampoo is. Because you're paying has- big
2: bucks for it. You want
0: to make big sure bucks. it's doing what it can do. And you want to
1: make sure that your hair can, like, suck, suck all that goodness yeah. in. And um and do its job. So I would recommend the daily shampoo. But you know, if you if you're having scalp issues, um, you could have a look at the detox shampoo mm-hmm. as well, which will just like um remove all that buildup in the scalp. So yeah, that's my little review. Hey, there's a new TV show. Yeah. Um, have you seen it, Blackbird? No. It's like everyone's talking about it. No. What's it on? Oh. <laughs> I think you would like it because it's very crimey. Oh,
2: what streaming platform? It's on Apple TV. Oh God, I can't do another. I've already just I've tried to cut down. Inflation Hold is on. real. I've been cu- <laughs> I've been cutting down my streaming channels. I've only got Disney Plus, um, Netflix, and Stan at the moment. Only. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would get. I probably.
1: I'd probably get rid of. What have you got again? I'd probably get rid of Disney for a little while and,
2: and get oh, Apple. Oh, I had that because I was watching the Kardashians. But there's no Kardashians anymore? I know, but then I was starting to watch heaps of Nat Geo um, documentaries.
1: Oh, yeah,
2: Yeah, um, but anyway, I will I maybe get you- rid of that one and get Apple back for a while.
1: Uh, or oh, you could see
2: because I use my mum's Apple anyway. Oh, oh, I'll find that, a friend. Anyway. Um, can <laughs> someone who has an Apple subscription maybe send me a DM on Instagram? <laughs> what are you? By the what the hell are you watching on Stan? Um, I wanted to watch everything I know about love. Oh yeah, I was a bit late to that. I think that's new. Didn't, didn't love it. I, I yeah, turned that. Yeah, I um. yeah didn't rate it. <laughs> Majorly, but my sister-in-law really yeah. loved it, so she recommended. Actually, someone it's, else do you know recommended what? it too. I, I really felt that I've come out of that stage of my life.
1: Yes, the, that was very, was very like young early twenties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, not not quite. I don't quite relate anymore. Mm. Um. So this Blackbird, it's got ninety-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, mm. like almost a hundred percent. This is the. Plot. As Jimmy Keane begins a 10-year prison sentence, he gets an incredible offer. If he can elicit a confession from suspected killer Larry Hall, he will be freed. Completing this mission becomes the challenge of a lifetime. Mm. You would love it because it's um a real like crime psychological okay. thriller. That sounds right view. up my
2: alley. I think I'm gonna have oh, to. Look you'd love it. That. And yeah. it's
1: the reviews are insane. And do you know who's in it? Um, the guy that played Elton John. Who's that? Taron
2: Egerton. Oh, I don't know who that is. Taryn... Okay. He, yeah. He played, he, he, he played I he guess an amazing out. job. Okay. <laughs> I didn't watch whatever the Elton John movie was.
1: And it must have been, you know, Ray Liotta? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's my little recommendation. So you don't recommend everything? Um,
2: I think if you're in your early 20s, I would recommend it. Yeah. If you're more late Same. 20s, 30s probably not that relevant yeah. to you anymore but you might be able to reflect on past times and be like oh yeah that relates to me
1: yeah it yeah, was yeah. like a
2: fun show but it was very quick i thought there was going to be a second season and then it just ended mm. Wow, that's it for this week we'll see you next week
1: see you next week
2: thanks everyone for joining us today Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review,
0: that would be much appreciated.